I remember I remember puking through my face mask as we were running. I'm like I puked through my face mask and then kept running sprints and then puked again through through my face mask and kept running sprints. And there were guys like falling down that just couldn't they couldn't get their legs to move. They're like jogging like one mile an hour just to finish. But yep. the whole point is it's like building toughness. That's toughness stuff, you know? And I think that's something that I think that that's a huge element that a lot of people who want to be bodybuilders miss. Okay, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw, Scott McNally, myself from Partlow, episode 200. Woo! Oh, God. I don't even know what to say about that. How did this happen? Yeah. Remember, <laughs> like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Uh, thank you to everyone for helping us make it to episode 200. Just think how good at something I could be if I would have dedicated all this time to it. <laughs> you know? A lot better well, than we are at podcasting. You're a better podcaster now than when you started. I'm a better podcaster you are. now. Yeah, my, oh, my skill. I saw some of the you old are. videos. Yeah. Dude, really important apocalyptic rough. skill, too. You know? <laughs> the apocalypse comes. We're going to need a good podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Just to broadcast the SOS messages, maybe. Yeah. Um, remember, <laughs> IamMutant.com supports the show. Go to IamMutant.com, order your mutant products, 20% off with Big Ron 20 or Dusty 20. Dusty 20. And thanks to everyone who's been using the code. And don't forget the Patreon. Yes. Go on the Patreon. Scott does a lot of work to make these shows happen. So go on the Patreon, sign up for that. A couple bucks a month. Maybe a toonie a month for all you Canadians out there. And thank you to everybody um, who is supporting the show. You guys are freaking awesome. I actually have a couple Patreon questions today, as a matter of fact, and some Patreon over-unders. So there's that. There you go. Ooh, yeah, there you it. go. So we're going to open episode 200. We're going to open it with the topic, training partners. Isn't that what we're doing? Yes. We're getting right it, to it. It was a Patreon Pros question, too. Yeah. A Patreon question. Do we say whose it was because they're Patreon? Throw sure. It, up there. it was Jason Sexton. And he said, uh, the pros and cons of training alone versus with a partner. I realize this is subjective, but I'd like to hear your gut responses. My initial gut response is no training partner is much better than a less than excellent training partner. Mm. I either want an amazing training partner or I want no training partner at all. Yep. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Did do you have Ron? I mean, I know this cause so I had a, I had a lot of long time training partners over the years, which most right. people don't have, but I had the good fortune of having people that were very serious. And when they started with me, were very pliable as far as I was able to teach them how to be my partner. To yeah. the point that, like, I didn't have to speak when I had one more in me. In fact, sometimes if I might be mentally bogging out, they would say two more. Hmm. Um, yeah. So there was a huge benefit once they got there because, like you were saying, on having a great training partner, I literally just commented on this. Uh, I don't even uh, Oh, it was actually when we did a mutant in a minute. Like, when I'm training with Ron, I'm in his set. Yeah. Like, his set is part of my set. You're you're talking him through it. It also keeps you in the set. But it's like there's nothing worse. I see it all the time in the gym. Like you get done with your hard set and then you stand up and you get on your phone and your training partner is supposed to do his. And he sees you in the mirror like, 
you know, yeah. rolling away. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know? So, so I had great training partners and for me, I can train alone, but if I can choose good training partner is, is game changing. Right. What do you think, Scott? I agree 110%. I think that, you know, and, and I'll tell you what I saw just the other week. I saw you guys training together. And granted, there were cameras there. And when you have cameras and you're shooting a mutant on a mission, I'm sure that's going to, you know, that's going to up the game a little bit. But you guys worked hard. Like, we we went from hanging out to you guys moving, like, that T-bar row that you guys were doing. Like, that was some serious weight that you were pushing. And... I know, and it reminded me because I saw I literally saw you guys both give everything that you could like there was there was that was it like Ron I know you were pushing heavy with that thing man and I know that like you literally were using every ounce of energy you had to get each one of those reps and and that's what you get from working with somebody who is going to push you along you know what I mean right. you don't even necessarily need to use the same amount of weight as your training right. partner, you know, they can be stronger than you. That's fine. But as long as you're giving that level of effort, that's really what matters. You know, I've never cared how strong my training partner was. Hmm. Like it never has been a factor. I don't care at all. Like, um, I know some guys are like, well, you can't train with me. I bench four plates. You bench three plates. We can't train together. I know that's how some people think, <laughs> yeah, but I just yeah. like, it is the least important factor. Like it's like not even on my list. It's it's all about focus and consistency, dependability, reliability, all that stuff mm. is way, way, way more important. But that's just my personality in general. I have absolutely no use for people that aren't dependable. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just yeah. have no use. The, it, our, my, if someone's not dependable or reliable, my relationship with them cannot advance past like, hey, how's it going? What's going on, man? Like it just can't. Like if they're not dependable, I just haven't, there's, it cannot work. Well, and then that creates obligation, which, which is on both ends. Like we're going to meet at four to train. Yeah. And, yeah. and that means that I need to be as dependable. That means if we're training at four, I can't show up at 430. You know what I mean? And I think that that in itself helps you with your bodybuilding. Right. And it's different if like, you know, I'm willing to make like there's a certain amount of like there's a, a, a real symbiotic like understanding. Like if my training partner texts me 30 minutes out. Yeah. And he's like, hey, dude, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. I have to go do this thing. I got a call. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. But it's this sitting there twiddling your thumbs, looking at your text going is what's where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? That's like, the I can't worst. get a response from them. I respond, are you coming? And then the response back. And then they show up like, you know, 40 minutes late. Like, that's nah, just like alien to me. That would never, ever, ever happen. At least not twice. So, right? Yeah, at least not twice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? Everything happens once, right? It's your own fault if it happens twice. So I, I always found the one thing with training partner, because things do come up. Yeah. All I all I really, and, and again, there's, there's always things. When you're in a fucking freaking car accident that is something that can happen but as long as by the time i'm heading to the gym i know if you're there or not yeah I yeah you're gonna be there. staring at the door and then deciding you're not coming and now i'm irritated yeah. and i'm not in the mindset of like just being set to train alone if i leave yeah. my house like yesterday i was supposed to be training legs with a couple of the guys and uh 
John texted me in the morning. He said, Hey, my, you know, I'm at the gym cause he works there. And he's like, I just got to call my son sick. So I'm not going to come today. Cool. In my brain, I'm training alone now. No problem. In yep. an hour I'll be there. I'm ready to train alone. We're fine. It's that yep. show up. And like you said, Ron, wait, look at the door. What's going on? Like, you know, I think that that's part of the conversation. It's funny of, of communication with training partners. Like I tell everyone up front or should say I used to when it was like my life, this is what I'm here to do. That's it. Like same thing. Like when guys would come in, if you want to like, you know, you saw Scott, like Ron and I will joke in between sets and this and that. Yeah. But during the workout is not a time for you to tell me about your girlfriend, your problems, your mom, anything that takes away from what we're doing focus wise, like, no. So I used to tell people yeah. that up front. Like when we're in the gym, we're training partners. We are not friends. We can be friends right. again when we're done. That's it. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, I will admit there's the odd, you know, sometimes, you know, you know that there's one word you can say and your training partner is going to have a laugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, you know, you know Ron, I don't mind the jokes because this is something you just said, Scott, like when you've been doing this for 15 years, and, and share if you guys have this thing. When I was a kid and getting started, getting ready for the gym was like a thing. Yeah, I had to yeah. get my meal right. I had to have my music on the way to the gym. I had to be in the zone. <laughs> I had to walk. Don't talk to anybody. I got to get to that bench. And now I can literally be joking with you about anything in the world and then grab the weight and go, okay, time to work. Click, yeah. do my set, put it down, and go right back to the joke. No problem. Just nothing heavy. Like, I can't help you with your life problems now. But I if can't you think the girl in the blue shorts has a great I agree she does. Yeah. Was that on air? <laughs> yeah. But yes. it was blue last yes. week. Anyways. <clears throat> and, that's all, that, and that's all part of, like, the communication, you know, when you can just, like, you know, you're, uh, like, the other day I was strapping in and there might have been something worth Maybe. mentioning. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And I just kind of looked up at Braden and kind of like went <laughs> like that. And he just rolls his eyes. Oh, here we go. And then that was it. And then I pulled the strap yeah. tight, you know, and work. boom, into the set. So it's, it's not like, like you're not having coffee talk, but there's these little communication things that are, you know, but that's all parts of like, you know, I mean, guys that fight, the guys that fight in war do that. You have yep. to find... You have to find the little moments where you can just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, check that out. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, and it's part of how, it's part of how uh, humans like, you know, get, deal with stuff and get through things. It's just all part of it. You know what I mean? So I like to have a good time in the gym. Like, yes, very training, very hard and intensely and leg days rough and, and all that stuff, but you have to be able to also have fun. Like if this, at this point, if I'm not having fun, why would I be in there? There's no reason for me to be training as hard as I still do, but I, I like to do it. It's fun for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's part of it. So, but I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, like over half of my competing years, I had no training partner because I just preferred having no one to answer to ever. Sure. You know, so yeah. I would, I'm going to the gym at 4.30 today. I'm going to the gym at 3 today. I'm going yeah. to the gym at 3.30 today. It was always up to me and I could do whatever exercise I wanted. And I just, I couldn't have any, I couldn't be concerned with anybody else's opinion about anything at all. But I was very fortunate because I trained at a gym where it was exactly the same people all time. 
and I had all these guys that knew how to spot me. So it was yeah. like a totally different scenario. It wasn't like you're going to like, you know, your local gym that you don't normally train at, but you're going there at, you know, nine in the morning with no partner. I mean, that's a rough chest workout when you got no spot at all. Yeah. Right. Oh, we're, we're on free incline bench today. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. With nobody around. The gym's dead. And the front person who works the front desk, I'm not trusting them. And I have no, I have no idea what their name is. Yeah. So there's like, if you train at a bunch of gyms because of work or you train at all these different hours or you're on the road a lot, I mean, not having a training partner really does worry. It, it really, really sucks if you're trying to really, really train hard. But, um, you know, if you're surrounded by a support team, having no training partner, can be fantastic <laughs> i remember some of my like one of the places i remember seeing a training partner being really good for me is in a contest prep where you know you are you guys do have a team you know and yeah you're dieting the other guy's not dieting and they know that you're getting weaker and they know that you're getting fatigued and they know what you're capable of at that by that point too if you guys have had a long enough you know training relationship mm -hmm. and it's like they'll know how to get that out of you how to keep pushing if needed and at the same time they also know how to kind of like be respectful and and understand what your limitations are i feel like in a contest prep scenario that having a good training partner or partners because i've trained with i in the past i've had two training partners and we did we'd go one two three and then immediately when the third person's done the first person started again and yeah, i like oh, that yeah. system a lot and Appreciate and it's like you guys can you guys can kind of all work together. You're all in different places. This guy's in an off season. This uh, this guy just competed. This guy's getting ready to compete. You know, right. and it's like you all yeah. know your places in that you know ever changing rotation of on season, off season. I I learned a great deal from um, my Australian friends, uh, John Davy and Nick Jones, when we trained together for a full year in like '97, '98. We had like, we were training Dorian style, obviously peak of the nineties, right? We were training very Dorian style, one all out working set, all that sort of stuff. Um, and we just had this like super tight flow where yeah. whoever just did their set was on a break. Yep. Whoever was next was spotting, yep. right? And it was just this rotation and it, we moved quick because, you know, boom, 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 boom. And we always went in order of like, you know, Nick was a little bit of a smaller dude. He's like five, six and a half, you know, five, six. So he gets down into that class four, you know. Um, and uh, and then I was like the kind of middle of the pack for strength. I was a big kid. And then John was like, you know, 280 pounds. So he was the strongest. So we would always go in that order because we'd slowly put a little bit of weight on for each round. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just really worked. Like, you know, John's last prep would, was the same weight that Nick would work with. Nice. So right. we wouldn't have to change weights for the first working set. And like it just rolled. And I just remember how much of a machine we were. We were just this finely oiled machine. And we would pound out workouts in under an hour all the time. Hmm. And we used to get comments from people like, man, you guys get in here and you're just like, you guys just go. Like there's just no bullshit at all. And yeah. I just remember like really, you know, being proud of how efficient we were. Cause you know, when you get three friends training together, Oh yeah. Like really good friends who hang out outside of the gym too. And like most people can't stay focused, but they were so serious. You know, Nick was doing the worlds and the universe and John was, you know, got his pro card and all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was all business and it was so much fun, but you know, to be 19, 20 or I think it was like 21 that year or whatever 
to be that age and really absorbing this work ethic and this this duty of rotation and like you have a job to do even though it's not your set yeah like mm -hmm. you got you can't just wander over and talk to somebody like you're spotting that guy because this guy's resting and it, it it just really was it was a good experience that's cool you know, you know learning okay next topic here's a topic for you yes so yesterday was emily's birthday so i put like i took a bunch of photos off my phone and i put like a birthday reel up Bad yeah boy. It was like, Asia? happy birthday, right? And it's funny because I have this natural hesitancy to post my actual life, like <laughs> private relationship stuff on Instagram. Really? You know what I mean? Because I think I, you know, the joke, like people that post like all the time about their significant other, my inside voice is like, oh, they must be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> that's my outside voice <laughs> you know what i mean like there must be trouble because they posted about them again like third time in two weeks you know um so i always feel like like because I, I i find you know the social media obviously we're putting i'm putting you know i put my biking stuff up and i throw up the odd guitar clip if i'm having fun and lots of mutant you know and <clears throat> west coast and all that stuff but then when it comes to like my private life I have a real block. I don't like putting that stuff up. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't like it. I just, I, I just, it doesn't need to go up. Like I want to keep a bunch of stuff for me. But yeah. you know, I wanted to do a birthday post for her, which is really cool. You know, felt good to put that up. I know, you know, ever seeing everybody comment and stuff is nice. But it's just funny how I that thought went through my head as I'm about to post. I'm like. Oh, this is what I judge other people for. If they do this too much, like people who do this too much, I always say, oh, there must be a bunch of problems there. You know what I mean? That's funny. So like, how do you guys feel about like, you know, the private posts? Like, like, you know, like we've joked about posting that you went away because you don't want people to rob your house. Like that stuff. Right. <laughs> but like, I don't know. How do you guys feel about your relationship on IG? I know Scott. I see you both have put up posts before, but yeah. does that ever go through your mind when you put it up? Like, well, people are going to think we're fighting. <laughs> I think it's interesting because with Victoria, I, you know, she already had, she has her own very public uh, personality as well. And I think I've posted, we were just talking about this recently. I've posted more of her private stuff and her being silly than she ever had posted before. So it's uh, like a much more personal look at her than I think she had ever shown. And, and really the way I see it is, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm an open book. And to me, it all blends together. I can completely understand where you're coming from. Like if, you know, and I respect if somebody's like, hey, I just don't want to post that, that personal stuff. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, cool. But to me, it's like, I'm hanging out with you guys and I can post about this. And then I'm hanging out with Victoria and I'll post about that. So like, to me, it's just yeah. like, I just post it all. I don't really, I don't really have those barriers, I guess, you know, to yeah, me, it's not a thing, I guess. You're not broken like I am, is no. what you're saying. <laughs> no, okay. maybe it's better to well, be you a have a guarded, soul, you know. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no you, you, you nailed it, Scott, is to me, it's really simple. There, there is a line because I, I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of what people are there at my page to watch. So, okay. for example, I would post way more about motorcycling than I do. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a passion of mine, but they're not there for that. Yeah, they and didn't I'm follow you because of that. Like, of yeah, that. No, yeah, it's you know, and people think it's cool, like oh, you do that. But if I posted my bike as often as I post mutant, 
people would be like, I don't really know why I follow this person because the ratios would get thrown off and that's not what they're there for. Yeah. Um, and I would have people who then, I mean, it's funny, but I've got some guys who, who I follow in the motorcycle world. And I know you can identify with this, Ron, um, who then followed me back. And I was like, why did you follow me? This is just me like lifting weights over here. Um, <laughs> you know, like they know I have a bike and every now and then we'll put something. But what I really came down to is and learned just by starting to do it is the difference is you're just posting your life. It's just what you're yeah. doing and people you're introducing people what you're doing. I think where I'm completely in agreement with you, Ron, is this. Oh, Emily, I love you so much. Post. Text her that. Are right. you telling her? Or are you telling us? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. to me is where I'm like, like it's funny, but I, I joke with with Nikki. Like I'll see that in somebody's page. I'm like, I should take a shot of that chick. She's totally available. i see them posting a lot back and forth this is this is an old dusty saw an open door right there okay um yeah (laughs) but you know that that is to me the difference it's like when they see you're just adding because in because in reference ron like i've had people now that comment since obviously moving here and a pretty drastic life change they're like oh there's a lot more to you and i was like huh there wasn't always, but I mean, there was more than I showed. And I think that that part has actually helped because people actually identify more yes. in some ways because they're like, oh, so you do have a life outside of running West Coast Iron and bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, because right. I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand that, like, you know, we, we talked about this off the air when, when people have like one excuse that slows them down and you're like, do you know what happens in my day at West Coast Iron? And when I was working for Mutant and owning West Coast Iron and was still trying to be a competitive bodybuilder. Oh, and had a girlfriend. Oh, and have parents that have problems and siblings. And they just see the one track. So I think it does help yeah. people kind of get the inside. I mean, you know, I'm not into Flatland at all, but I probably comment on Ron's Flatland stuff more than I do his bodybuilding stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, you right. know that. I'll, I'll see something. I'll see a clip and immediately kind of like, oh, that's getting better. For sure. I don't know anything, but to me, that's getting better. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. You're, you know, you're right about like the ratios. I noticed some, something too. If I post like, if I posted like a bunch of bike stuff all the time, I almost feel like it would stop getting looked at as much. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But when I post just a bit, then my followers they seem to respond like it's oh, novel hey. you know it's, it's cool novel. it's, it's novel. like oh yeah. you're still oh cool you're still doing this i haven't seen a i haven't seen a clip for like three weeks it's good to see you're getting out in january like yeah i get i get more calm i feel like i get more engagement and people people take it better you know what i mean like they're yeah. not being invaded they're, they're not like you know being overwhelmed with one thing yeah and you know, I'm like, even the other day, my buddy Jamie turned 50. So I put up a couple of like his old clips when he used to ride pro. Yeah, yeah I saw that. And, and I tagged like, happy birthday, happy 50th to Jamie Mack, you know, and I put up these posts and I got like a lot of comments are like, you get to ride with that guy? That guy looks incredible. Like that guy's awesome. Like, wow. That's cool. You know, you know, like it's like training with a pro bodybuilder, like someone who just started training and all of a sudden they're, you get to train with a pro bodybuilder a couple times a month. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. So, uh, so, you know, people like commenting and that sort of thing. I just sort of feel like if you, you know, I don't know if I found a good balance, but I, like I, like Dusty said, you, you want to show your real life cause you want to be real. 
Yeah. But you just don't want to like, I don't know, be obnoxious about it or invasive, I guess, is like something I would be concerned with. You know where I stop, where I draw the line, I think, is like when, and it's not like I'm intentionally trying to hide this stuff, but I will I will not share the real negative stuff. Like, oh, you'll yeah. see people who are like, oh, my girlfriend and I had a fight or... You know, you'll see like my mom fell down today and like a picture of me holding her hand. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, yeah, I'm not comfortable with any of that either. I like all the all the like, yeah, anything that's like not funny or awesome. I just keep to myself. Yeah, like, that's you, you know what I think is good, though, and is something that I that I've found in watching people is, for example, like if more people were to see. So I, I laugh. We, we have a lot of running jokes in the house about social media. Like, let's say there's a good looking couple and they post a picture in the gym. And then the comments are like, you guys are goals. And I'm always like, based on what? Yeah. Because they look good together in the gym. <laughs> that guy beats her ass every night or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's the part that people miss because, for example, you know, you know, with you guys, it's cool to see like Scott that you guys have a, like because in people's minds, like you and Victoria are in the same industry. Yeah, like yeah. oh, that must be their life, and then they're like, oh, they like to go do this, like, and so it gives them a little bit of taste of like the actual relationship, and it makes you a little more, a little more real and a little less just to people in the industry. And I think yeah. people can identify more with that. You know, like. If they knew that Ron was the subtle, quiet one in his relationship, they'd be shocked. <laughs> but I know that. <laughs> I'm like the sensible voice. Yeah. I don't even know Emily nearly as well as you do, Dusty, but I figured that out myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot no. more fun than it looks. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything you guys don't post? Because there's just something in you that's like, oh, I don't want to get judged for that. I don't know. Like oh, I have a man. thing, I have a thing where I don't really want to show the inside of my own house. Really? Okay. Yeah, and it's like, and it's I mean, obviously, I love my condo. Like I, I mean, Dusty's been over. I mean, I got a great condo, but I just feel like that's just a little too like. That's real personal. I'll show, I'll show parts of it. Like I'll do a video in front of one of my, you know, I have a picture on the wall of Angus Young that I think is cool. So I'll do some of my videos in front of that picture, of Angus Young. I've seen right. that. Yeah, very curated, but, though, is what you're saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, curated. But yeah. I don't want them to see, like, the laundry that's in the basket, and I don't want them to see, like, my dog's toys in the corner, and I don't want them to see the dirty plate that is on the table that I – it's been there for five minutes, but they sure. might think it's been there all day. <laughs> yeah. Right? And well, if I, I were to shoot that, I would pick that plate up and, like, put it in the dishwasher. Right, and then you, you got to go I mean? through a big production, yeah. and you got to, like, dress the set. <laughs> Fold the blankets, put the throw pillows back in the couch just perfectly. Oh, the pair of shoes that's not in the closet, put them back in the closet. Oh, the coffee pot's not clean. You've got to clean the coffee pot or they're going to be judging. Like, And, you know, I keep a tidy place too, but I just feel, you know, you know, uh, the hoodies that I don't put in the dryer are all hanging on the door, drying. Yeah. It looks messy, you know. So I just, that stuff, I, I just don't like shooting around the house because I just, that's just too much. I don't want people to see all that stuff. I don't know if that's just silly or if that's an insecurity or if that's just a privacy thing. I don't know. I mean, it's probably what you a privacy think? thing, man. It's like yeah. that's your personal stuff. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. There does need to be a line, I think, um, when you're – I mean, because as, as much as you want to joke about, like, you are very public 
like your your life has to be to do what you do. So you do need to keep some things for yourself. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with picking and choosing what those things are. It's it's just being mindful of the fact to me that I've really been stunned. And I know you guys have too. sometimes when you put up a question box, the questions you get, you're like, wow, I didn't know I put out enough information for you to even think to ask me a question like this. And, or maybe you're just asking to get my answer so you can do the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's cool though. Cause you do see people start to respect. Um, I've come to the conclusion. What it is, is you take what you learn from bodybuilding. You, you guys have both applied that to the rest of your life and it appears to be working. You know, how many people do bodybuilding, are excellent at it, and then can't apply it and are losers in every other space of their life? It's like when you take what you learn from bodybuilding and put it in a relationship, you have a good relationship. You put it into your business, you have a good business. It's really, really simple stuff. And I think that's why people like to watch it because they see like, oh, look at Ron, who's now a retired bodybuilder, who's still contracted, who has a great relationship, has a great condo, you know, who's doing this, this, and this. And it's all from application of the same things. I mean, same with you on your bike. The application of bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah, consistency. I mm-hmm. I thought of a funny I thought of a funny joke about my bike the other day. I was going to tell you guys. Because of all the, you know, I'm having a hard time riding right now cuz it's winter time here, so there's like, you know, I mean, today actually looks like it might not rain. I could have got out, but um, you know, for the most part it's like I got to go to that, you know, junky parkade. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least once a week to just try to keep the rust off. So I sort of thought the winter time here on my bike, that's kind of like my health phase. Yeah. I'm just trying to maintain. I'm just trying to hold as much skill as I can through the rainy season until He's I can get better. back to yeah. yeah, and then and then once like once like late March, April comes, I can like start making progress again. Yeah. So that's where there's know? a trend in of, of I could of start and once I start, I'll start blasting in April. I'll ride three times a week. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That'd be my blast. I'll make some big gains in April. I'll learn some new tricks. And right now, just health phase. Just holding, just yeah. trying to get the, keep the rust off, you know? I love when yeah. Terrence said health phase the other day. I almost laughed. Yeah. I held it. I had two people at the gym mention that. They're like, oh, Terrence said health phase. And I looked at you. <laughs> and I said, I looked at you guys too. Yeah. And, I, and I, said, well, the, I said, well, the funny thing with Terrence is that he's actually probably one of the guys that can actually use that phrase. Cause like, you know, he's not running three grams of trend when he blasts. Right. Like right. His, his, it actually could his apply to a health phase. Yeah. He yeah, technically could be healthy. Phase. Yeah. <laughs> In comparison to the local uh, middleweight bodybuilder. Right. Terrence right. Is on a health phase year round. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, there's an actual accurate use of that term. I actually don't mind that, that he dropped that. Didn't know anyone but could I'd, say that. That's interesting. The, the, but the funny thing was that two people at the gym came up to me, the big smile. They're like, oh, Terrence said health phase. Yeah, it was yeah, like, just, that's how they opened the conversation. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> no, no. So, so well, you got some, we're going to go into some questions, right, Scott? Yes. Yeah, we have some over-under questions. Uh, we have uh, some other stuff. And we had a comment, too, um, that I'll start with here. Reed, he said, I asked Dusty about this on his uh, IG Q&A, um, but are you all aware that Michaela squatted 135 pounds for 111 reps? Is that the nastiest set 
of all time. And then he adds, can we please get her on the podcast? I'm going to start by saying I've tried to get Michaela on multiple shows. I think she's... You, you, I think she might not want to do podcast is what it is. Not everybody wants to believe it or not. Not everybody wants to get on a podcast and grab right. for an hour. So we will respect that she doesn't want to, though. We would love to have her if she yes. ever if she ever wanted so, to do a show. This so I'll is, start with saying I'm, that. I'm going to say I would love to have Michaela on. We've talked about her a bunch of times. We brought her up a bunch of times. I know Dusty's a huge fan. But yeah, you're right. Not everybody wants to. Hey, it's hard to get Batman on a podcast, too. Yeah. A.K.A. Dante. Dante. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it was. There it was. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't. Sure. I didn't see that set. 135 no. pounds for 111 reps. I didn't see that either. I remember um, there was. I was told a story once about someone about a girl at Gold's Venice that squatted a plate for 100 reps. I remember someone told me about that. Yeah, and I thought that was like crazy, but she did it for 111. Eh? Yeah. Damn. I wonder how long that set took. Like, was she? Was she kind of rest That's pausing minutes. the last twenty reps? That's minutes. You no, know, like yeah, that is minutes. They, Multiple um, minutes. It's actually funny, but someone I, I did answer that on my on my story, and actually, oh god, I hope I get this right. Um, but I want to say Justin Justin Shire commented directly to me, and he goes, yeah. "When anyone asks what hardcore bodybuilding is, I just say her." Yeah, right. So right. I could be wrong on who said that, but I'm pretty sure that was him. And I just I was like. Yes, that is absolutely how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, how many times have you guys done a hundred rep set of anything? If it would have been like leg press, and I didn't count like the actual reps, but right. that would be that would be a lot, you know. I, I like I, the I, high high reps, like the widowmaker stuff, but I don't ever count after it gets to a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've definitely done hundred rep sets on the leg press and on the extension. Oh, yeah, I've done on the extensions yeah. before. Um, yeah, uh, that was something JJ used to do at the end of the workout. He would actually, for speed, literally put extra pins in it, and you would go and you get a couple four reps, just pull oh, a pin. Yeah. You wouldn't even like pull it and move it. There was already another one, so you couldn't stop. Yeah, yeah, those. Mm, that's almost like a nausea that's not nauseous. It's like a toothache. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like those. What do, you, what do you guys think? Like, I really think for bodybuilding, those are more about building your mind than actually your muscle. Yeah. That's what the 100 reps on the leg press is. I remember I did yeah. it with six plates. I did it a bunch of times with five plates, and then I did it with six plates. I did 100 reps. And you try to, like, you try to get to 50 without stopping. Yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah. you get as deep in as you possibly can before you have to start pausing, you know? And then you're like, okay. And then you pound it like five more. And then you're doing groups of five, groups of five with like, you know. And three. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you just chip away. And you got those like little 10-second pauses where you're just breathing. And then you crank out, you know, three more. And it gets just brutal. And you're right. Like, do we have any scientific study that says that's going to be the best thing to do that day you know but mm -hmm. that's just a brain trainer it's 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 just it's just like football you know like we used to do fourth quarter at the end of every practice you know where there's yep. cardio time right yeah and and you know it's always just about making you strong not necessarily like what is the optimal thing to do for performance cardio during a football game? You know, it's okay, guys. We're running lines. 
from the goal line to the five, back to the goal, then to the 10, then to the goal, then to the 15, then to the goal, then to the 20, then to the goal. And we're going to do the whole field. Yeah. And you're going to yep. sprint it. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a, and, and it matters who finishes last. Don't let yep. the team down. Right. Yeah. And I remember, I remember puking through my face mask as we were running. I'm like, I puked through my face mask and then kept running sprints and then puked again through, through my face mask and kept running sprints. And there were guys like falling down that just couldn't, they couldn't get their legs to move. They're like jogging like one mile an hour just to finish. But yep. the whole point is it's like building toughness and building and don't quit and get the fuck up. And we don't care that you puke through your face mask. I don't give a shit. There's vomit down the inside of your jersey. We don't care that none of this matters. This is how you win football games. Don't let your team down. You have to finish. I don't, don't care if you're walking it and puking at the same time. You have to finish. Yeah. And that's just toughness stuff. That's toughness stuff. You know? And I think that's something that... I think that that's a huge element that a lot of people who want to be bodybuilders miss. Yeah. Yeah. If you've never done that, if you've never experienced what that level is, then you're definitely missing something. Mm -hmm. I can say, though, also in reverse, and this is something that I've experienced since getting better after getting sick, is realizing I want it back. I don't know <laughs> what it will be, but really realizing, like, I like you realize like I don't I don't ever need to compete again, so don't ever get twisted on that. But missing that space because I had it my entire life with other sports, mm -hmm. with other things. And I think there there's something in men, meaning humans, that we must do something insanely hard on a relatively regular basis for our brain. I don't know about because, all of us, but for some of us. <laughs> for some of us like, there is, you know? Yeah. Cause there's things I mean like it's it's and I don't know if you can identify with this, Ron, but like now that I'm retired and not pushed, not even I'm not don't do what I used to do. But you realize like when people are watching because in my gym, I'm I assume I'm probably still by far the strongest person there with the current standards. I'm thinking this is nothing like it makes you miss the insanity, you know, like I've done some hard stuff, but not every day. You know, yeah. or those days, you know, I mean, you remember perhaps that's the best part of bodybuilding to me is getting to that point where Chris had to tell me to only take the day an hour at a time because mentally it was all I could handle. Yeah. Like yeah. if I tried to think of the whole day, he's like, you will break down. You are too tired. Yeah. Just worry about 10 to 10 to 11 and then at 11, yeah, you can yeah. think about 12. <laughs> think about 12. I <laughs> miss that a ton. And I realized that yeah. like just recently we had a whole conversation. I'm like, I got to figure out something. I don't know what I'm going to do but I want to go brutal again because that was living. Like, cause you get done yeah. with that. And it's yes. like, I mean, it sounds pathetic, but it's like slaying a dragon. You get done and you're like, what else? What can't yeah. I do? I just did that. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And you don't want to trade on what you used to be. Like, that's the thing I woke up and I'm like, I got a lot of has been stories. And I don't want to be that guy talking about freaking high school football when I'm 45 years old, like do something now, you know? Yeah. 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 You mean like I just did? <laughs> and i've been doing for two years straight yes the exact same thing yes <laughs> dave dave tate was on the podcast recently on blood sweat and gear and he said that every year he does this brutal deadlift he said first of all he hates deadlifting he's like it's his least favorite exercise but every year 
he'll do this like super high rep insane and i'm sure you guys have seen video of dave train because he's one of those guys that has that in him that he needs to do something totally extreme and he even said like as he's like i i know this isn't healthy for me i know this isn't Mm going to do anything good for me but it's this is what i need to do and he said every year he'll do this like around his birthday he doesn't have a specific day but he knows somewhere around then he's going to do this and um I think it was on one of the deadlifts that he he ended up going into the gym and he was there by himself. Nobody else was there. And uh, he does this crazy like 100 reps or whatever. And he said the next thing he realized he had he had passed out. Like He literally had passed out and he woke up and he, he had crapped his pants. And he was like, <laughs> the first thing I did is I called John Meadows. And I was like, John, you wouldn't believe the great set I just had. He was like, I, I, I crapped my pants. He was like, you want to see pictures? I'll send it to you. And John was like, no, no, no. I don't want any pictures. I don't want any pictures. And then the next day, they, they, they were talking to somebody who was in the medical field, nurse or something. She was like, listen, you, you don't, don't, don't ever do that again. And especially, you're not allowed to do that when you're alone. Like you literally could have stroked out there. That could, that could have been really bad. <laughs> that really actually wasn't a great set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, he was excited. I went, I, I went through a deadlift thing. Um, I guess I would have been like thirty-seven or thirty-eight, and I just happened to pull six plates on my birthday. Yeah, like it awesome. happened to be back day, and I was training with someone new, and we were deadlifting a bit. And I remember pulling six plates on my. And I've done like sets, sets of reps with six plates, but that's when I'm like kind of deadlifting, you know, a little bit more often. So I pulled six plates and I was like, fuck, you know, it's awesome. And then like the following year, I thought, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to pull six plates again. And I did it. And I was like, oh, geez, now I have a tradition. (laughs) (laughs) tradition. Because six six plates is a lot for me to deadlift. Like I know Dusty, you know, reps that out. But for me, it was like for me to get three to five reps with it was like a monster set. And I was just pulling it for a single on my birthday, you know, Mm -hmm. out of practice with my hips not in the right spot, you know. Right, right. Very safe. Yeah. And then, by the way. And then I, 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 I blew my quad in 2016 and you know had to rehab it and i remember 2018 came around it had been you know almost two years pretty much two years since i tore my quad and i thought i gotta pull six plates again and by this point in time i'm in my 40s yeah yeah and uh i pulled it again and then i was like man awesome and then the following year i think i was 45 years old was the last time i pulled six plates and I pulled it, and it was like probably the most dangerous deadlift I ever did. But <laughs> I just did it. I just did it because I thought, like, if I can do this at 45 years old, I'll be okay with putting this away. Yeah. Right. And that's the last time I ever deadlifted. No kidding. That's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part, though, right? Deadlifted. Is knowing I might have been 44. I can't remember. But yeah, I just I said, you know what? There's no reason for me to deadlift anymore. I, mm-hmm. I I proved my point to myself after the quad tear. I pulled it again, and that's mm-hmm. enough. And, and that if you can it. do that on your own terms, that's yeah mentally that's a lot better because there's a whole psychology around getting taken out. You know what I mean? Against yeah. your against your will, basically. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can't the, remember that's exactly. The challenging what that was, line but. for you though is, uh, you know, when you you realize because what what it was is. 
there's been a few things in the last year that I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I started to do them and I just didn't do them. And I'm like, who the hell am I? Hmm. Like, I've never in my entire life spoken out loud that I was going to do something and didn't do it. And right. it's like, it was, it was like one of those things I'm like, wow, I got to figure something out because either the thing I'm stating, I don't want bad enough or whatever huh. it is, or, yeah. or you need to find that MF or in you again and bring them out because I think that skills get lost in anything. Yeah. 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 You know? So when you sit back and you and you don't use those, it's funny. So I had all these conversations and literally out of nowhere, Nikki's like, you need to read this book. And she hands me David Goggins most recent book. And I'm like three chapters in and I'm like, oh, he had a whole thing in the book about it. No kidding. About how he became this, you know, became what he is. Everyone know him as. And then he was touring and talking about being that killer. And he wasn't that guy anymore. Damn. And having to figure out how to bring it back because he was finding excuses not to. And, oh, well, I got this and that. Um, and it was just classic because I'm like, oh, that's exactly where I'm sitting today. Right. And, and you do. You just have to figure out for him. He, he literally put himself in a corner. And it was, uh, it, you know, the quick breakdown for people is it was a 100-mile race that someone asked him to do. And, it, uh, and he bounced around, bounced around. And he said and literally he would listen to his inner bitch explain all the reasons he shouldn't do it. Huh. And finally, three days after the deadline the guy gave him, he decided he would do it, which was, again, a sign of his inner bitch. He kind of purposely gave it away to not do it. Yep. But then once he got into it and really rolled with it, he clicked back into gear, found a way, and he ended up winning the whole thing huh. like eight weeks later. But, and then he realized, he goes, yeah, I can't lose track of that guy because That's he goes away. Right. That's cool. You know, so it's something that I think if you're wired that way, it is important because you realize like, ooh, I'm soft. I've never been soft yeah. in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not a it's not a fun place to sit if you've always been the opposite. You know, when people know you as, yeah. oh, that's that crazy guy. You're like, ah, not really. It used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. I got some fun stuff, guys. Uh, so yes. Ted from Patreon he gave us each an over under. All right. So oh, this is tailored okay. specifically one for each of us. He says, uh, over and under, Dusty, we'll start with you, Cuban cigars. Mine's easy because they're drastically overrated. Are they because, really? Okay. Be because most of them here are fake. Oh. So that's the issue. And, and that's the hang up. And I'm not experienced enough to where I could know the difference. Whereas an experienced right. cigar person would be able to easily go, oh, that's not real. So like when I went on my trip, I was literally told by my friends, like, do not buy any Cuban cigars. They're not Cuban cigars. Huh, no Bring kidding. your own sticks. You're good to go. You know, so right. that's, that's the, I have had, uh, actually a friend of mine sent me a phenomenal Cuban that was absolutely everything I've ever heard of. So yeah. I guess if you can get those ones, yes. But oh, okay. You probably oh. can't. All right, huh? Then, what's 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 so romantic about them? Just that they're hand rolled by a Cuban who's oppressed by communism. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that because that was. I, I think it became, and this is again from a inexperienced person. I think that's exactly what it is. I, I think it's the same reason that you, you got to have a a wolf pack bag. 
The McRib. Remember we talked because about that? Because people who are really into it don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what huh. I'm saying? Like, like, never when I sat down with these guys who are getting me into cigars, they said, well, but you got to have this. They named a ton of cigars, and it was never like you must have these Cuban cigars. Yeah. So I yeah, think yeah. the other thing is, is like, I guess getting them here is a real issue. Um, I don't know what the legality is. I don't want to misspeak and sound like yeah. an idiot, but... But that's yeah. the situation because, yeah, I mean, and I can say that the Cuban cigar I had was not the best cigar I've ever had. So, huh. right. There's okay. That. Okay. Right. Ron? Uh, uh, yeah. How about Les Paul, Les Paul guitars, Ron? Well, I, I have a Les Paul. It's right there on the wall. That's my <laughs> oh, Les Paul. Oh, Mr. Fancy. That's a Love black that. one up there. Yeah. That black BFG up there. That's a beautiful Gibson Les Paul. Huh. So, when he says Les Paul, I'm assuming he means a Gibson because Gibson also makes Epiphone guitars and Epiphone also has a Les Paul and, and they're fantastic guitars. Epiphones are great. They're much more affordable, but the Gibsons are handmade in the USA. So, you know, you pay 25, you, you pay, you know, between, you know, 1500 and 3000 for a Gibson Les Paul and you can get a really nice Epiphone Les Paul from between, you know, 500 and $1,200. And they're great guitars. Like you could give someone an, an Epiphone Les Paul and they'll rip on it for a decade. But the Gibsons are where the money is. They hold their value. You know, some of them go up in value. This one's actually gone up. Um, nice. That's great. So they're, they're great guitars. But they're, I would say they're overrated because there's a lot of great guitars. You know, there's a real romantic connection to a Les Paul. Right, yeah. that's why people want a Les Paul. Jimmy Page played a Les Paul. Slash plays a Les Paul. Like you could just name like you know ten thousand of your most idolized guitar players, and they all had a Les Paul at one point. You know what I mean? There's just a real classic shape. They have a un, you know unmistakable body style. Yeah. Um, you know, and then also too, you know, you know Les Pauls usually have humbucker pickups, which is a real hard rock pickup, gives a good tone, and so people want a Les Paul. Um, they're, they're very sought after. I love them. And then I think they're some of the most beautiful variety you can get. Like, you know, they're all different colors and styles of, of setup and, and they're, they're amazing. But there's a lot of awesome guitars that all sound great. Hmm. And like, you don't need a, like, you know, like the guitar I play the most is my SG down there. The, that one right there that, that is actually the one that you'd see Angus Young play from ACDC. He plays hmm. an SG. So that's actually my number one guitar. But um, I would say they're overrated. Like people think if they get a Les Paul, they're going to sound better. It's like, no, that's right here. <laughs> yeah, you, you still know? suck. <laughs> yeah, you still suck. Yeah. Um, but but they're, they're very sought after because there's like a romantic connection with rock history. And, you know, you look through a rock history and you see Les Pauls just all over the place. And so that's why people want them. And uh, they're fun to play and everything. But I'd say they're overrated in that, you know, sometimes I see them for sale and I'm like, wow, that guy's asking five grand for that. Like you can get like three really beautiful guitars for five grand that all sound awesome. Yeah. And, you know, there's all other brands, you know, there's, you know, Ibanez and, you know, PRS and all these other other companies that make great guitars. You know, Fender makes lots of great styles and there's just all sorts of stuff. So I would say overrated. There's just a real, you know, sort of a historical legacy with the Les Paul. So that's why people want them. Okay. And they, they do sound great, but there's lots of great guitars, like I said, you know. Now, Scott. Then, 
Yes, this he is says, the one I've been waiting for. He says Glocks. <laughs> and he says, FYI, I have a strong opinion on this one. <laughs> and there, right there is a right answer. So I did I did ask him what his opinion was. And he said he is a Glock fan and that he was a former cop and that he carried a Glock. I'm going to guess it was in the 90s because he had a Glock 23, which is when they went to 40 cal. A lot of the, the cops switched to 40 cal for a while. And then they went back to 9mm. Um, I would say, so here's the thing, is that there are people out there that are so pro-Glock, that Glock is the only gun. And then there are right. people that are completely anti-Glock. And they're like, ah, it's a, they call it a block. Because it's, it's kind of, um, a, it, it doesn't have a lot of personality. It's a very utilitarian weapon. I mm-hmm. personally, I would say they are underrated. I would say that um, I have, and I have, my first gun was a Glock 23C. Them. <laughs> I got a Glock 23C uh, in the, the 90s, back during the, the weapons ban, or during the magazine ban. So they had, they had, it only had 10 round magazines when I got it. Um, and then when I got back into guns, I got a Glock 43X, which is a real compact little carry gun. And then I got a Glock 45, which is a nine millimeter, but it holds 17 plus one. Uh, so I've got three Glocks, but I don't think that they're the end of the world. Like they are a great gun. They're super reliable. That's, that's going to be their number one thing. They're super reliable. They're super easy to use. You're not going to, you're not going to get jams with them. You know, they're going to, they're going to work always. Uh, and I would say for that reason, if you're going to depend your life on one gun, I would definitely probably on, on a carry gun. I think a Glock would be it, but there's a lot of good guns out there. So you know, I, I think you could you go a, with a Sig. You don't want a jammer. You, know? you don't want a jammer. No, <laughs> you don't want a jammer. You don't want a jammer. What's the what what famous gun? Like, is there a, a really, you know, like one of the downsides of Les Pauls is a yeah. lot of them are actually kind of heavy. Oh, like, yeah. People joke. People joke about Jimmy Page being kind of bent. They're like, well, Jimmy had that. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy had that old, that old Les Paul for like you know twenty years strapped to him, and his spine's crooked now. You know, like there's jokes yeah. about that. Um, one bad hip from the weight of the guitar on that side. What is there? Is there any famous gun that that you think like is like? Why does this famous? It jams all the time. Uh, Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle jams constantly. Like it's a fifty cal, so it's you know, and it's in all the movies. And I still want one, you know. But they're they're like two grand to get a Desert Eagle for like a cheap one. If you want to get, you get like here's what I want. You can get them gold with tiger stripes. I want that Desert Eagle. That would be the bomb. That's like your cartel gun. You know what I mean? But they're terrible. I guess they jam all. They also make a three fifty seven Desert Eagle too, right? They do. In fact, you can switch the barrel out after you get the Desert Eagle for like a thousand dollars. You can buy a different barrel, and you can get the forty four as well. So. Yeah, you can swap ah, those okay. up, but they're most noted for being their 50 cal, you know. But yeah, those things they jam all the time. There's no practical use for one. Like you wouldn't want to have that for home protection, you know, anything like <laughs> Hold that. Hold on, one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, your mic. You're still on mute. You muted it for Jed. Oh, I don't want to be fixing my neighbor's drywall and giving yeah. getting him a new dog. Right, right, exactly. Shot through the whole house. Yeah, you know? or your neighbor beyond that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, sir. Uh, you got a couple dead neighbors here uh, in your home defense case. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We had some more over and under, so we could go. Oh, he had one more too. Air fryers for all of us. 
I would say, man, I know I'm not supposed to say accurately rated, but I think they're accurately rated. <laughs> you can't say that. I thought for sure that's what you were going to say on the Glock. Uh, <laughs> so I have very limited air fryer experience. Emily bought one yeah. just so she can make yam fries. They're so good, right? And so I would say that, you know, I would say for me overrated because it's literally been on the counter for a year and I've never used it myself once. But whenever she makes yam fries, I'm like, oh, make some for me. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> Hope you made a I'm lot. Going, yeah, I'm yeah. going with you, Ron. I think they're, it's, it's overrated because you, you don't like it's not a survival situation. Like if you yeah, ask me, real luxury. If everyone yeah, in the world, if everyone in the world said that a rice cooker was the greatest thing on earth, I would still call it underrated <laughs> because it is amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't like we we have. I think I have two of them, um, and they're right up there. And we've lived here for four months, and it's, I know where they are. I probably should dust them, um, but that's about it. <laughs> I will say I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to a uh, a kitchen item that I neglected for a very long time and I just pulled it out of storage recently and I used it again and I was like, wow, the the slow cooker. Oh, they're so good. What oh, did you man. make? I, so a, a friend of mine at the gym gave me a bison roast and a moose roast. Ooh, big I big roast. Is he does he have a podcast? Sorry. Actually, he gave me. It was a different guy. He just gave me a whole bunch of deer sausage that he made. Oh. The Mindful Hunter. So I got to give a shout out to the Mindful Hunter. He just gave me a big bag of like stuff that he made for me. I haven't even sorted through all of it yet. So it looks amazing. But um, that's that's prime stuff. But my buddy Mirko gave me a moose roast and a bison roast, and I was like, oh, I got to dig out the slow cooker for these. You yeah, know? yeah. And I went to cook the bison roast the other day. And I realized I didn't really have anything like, you know, you're supposed to put some potatoes in and some beef broth and make a stew. Like I was like, yeah. ah, can I just cook this roast by itself? Like with nothing. So I looked and they said on Google, all you need is a cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, huh, how's this going to taste? Just put a roast in and pour a cup of water in there. And I thought I better put some seasoning salt. So I just heavily seasoned it. And then I just pressed start. And then 10 hours later, I came back and it had fallen apart Oh yeah! inside the cooker. It was so good. And I pulled it out and started, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like how easy was that? Yeah. Was unbelievable. And I just, the slow cooker, eh, it was just, I don't know, maybe the first date didn't go too well or something, but I just pushed it to the back of the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> it there. But she's not fast, but she gets the job done right. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to appreciate that nice, you know, that nice. <laughs> We're older yeah, now. Yeah. We don't need it all We're fast. Old, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Long game. Long game. Yeah, long yeah. game. There you go. I'm still yeah. younger than you, so I'm a pressure cooker guy. Get, I'm like, oh, get it okay. done, Mitch. <laughs> You're in a hurry. <laughs> all right, we had a few more. UC okay. Suma's with us, who has visited West Coast Iron. In fact, he yes. made a pilgrimage there. And I always mention that he's on. he's a member of Mensa. Yes, that's right. Um, he's got a crazy story, too, like of, of yep. being somebody who had a really tough life growing up to being like a high level executive traveling all over the world and stuff. So he's a smart dude. Crazy, crazy story. Um, OK, overrated, underrated blue light blocking glasses. 
Well, I feel like I'm losing my eyesight, so maybe I should have been using these for the last 20 years. So I don't really know much. Maybe I should be getting them. I don't know. Are they overrated or underrated? You guys tell me. I don't feel like people go on and on about them. So by default, that makes them underrated. Right. I don't Do hear they work? About them, but I don't use – I have great vision and don't use anything. So by default, and Scott's the only one with glasses – so Scott's answer is correct, and he's saying that they're overrated. So go yeah, ahead, I'm going to say they're overrated, and these are blue light blocking. By the way, they they just add the coating in now. I guess they're like. Yeah. In fact, I just got another pair of glasses on order right now because I I usually wear plastic frames, and then these were like my other glasses, and I I was like I wanted to get some new plastic frame glasses. So when I was at the store ordering them, they're like, "Do you want the blue blocker for free?" I was like, "Well, yeah, okay, I'll take it." So but, is it that important? Well, here's the deal is that, you know, it's it's important for sleep hygiene is the term, you know, that uh, when when we have uh. blue light entering our eyes at in the evening time, that stops okay. us from um, turning off the uh, um, what do you call it? dopamine and turning on the serotonin so that we can begin to relax. So at nighttime in, to improve your sleep hygiene, you want to block blue light. So you don't want to block blue light all day, which doesn't make sense to me then why you have it built in my glasses all the time. Uh, but you do, right. you want to uh, basically, you want to avoid it, especially at night. So watching TV, well, it's, yeah, it's not damaging, but it's, it's, it's not helpful to like, the right. you know the rest system where like two hours I, before I just bed mean like your actual yeah, yeah, eye yeah. physically no 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 okay. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. damaging so there's that so the the idea is that you're supposed to you know have the lights down low two hours before bed not watch bright screens you know not have bright lights on all that stuff and that's part of getting ready for sleep and blocking blue light is part of that so that's what it's really I, there for i think i break some rules you know what i do often right before bed what <laughs> Oh, no. I play like fucking heavy ass Black Sabbath riffs through my headphones for like an hour straight. Yeah, that's the opposite. That's the opposite yeah. of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and then I go, oh shit, it's like 1230. I should go to bed. And I take my headphones off and I unplug my guitar and I go to bed. And I'm you're like, probably that's out probably in like five not. minutes, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's well, like a lullaby. Like a baby. It's like a, like a baby. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, digestive okay. enzymes. That's nice. Overrated. One. Yep. I'm going to go underrated on this one. Hey. I think so. I think so. Hey. Be a little contrarian here. No, I, I think I like, there's benefit. I, like it. <laughs> I think there's benefit that I wish I had digestive enzymes in my life when I was pushing, you know, a ton of calories when I was younger and my guts were all screwed up. Granted, I could have made better food choices too. There is that. But I think they can yeah. be helpful. I think they can be helpful for women with uh, like, you know, hormonal issues and stuff like that. So I'm glad they're in my life. I'll say that. So, Digestive you enzymes about your to wife me and her hormonal issues just now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> life, life. Wow, wow, you gotta work on this. <laughs> so, wow, Dusty's getting me in trouble here. My my take with digestive enzymes is digestive enzymes go on the list of things that a large number of bodybuilders worry about, and they don't eat even remotely enough food to even think there's an issue like you know what i mean it's sort of like when you see people spending five hundred dollars a month on tissue therapy and cupping and then you look yes. up and train and you're like you don't even train hard what do you need all this therapy for 
Just lay on the yep. couch. You're fine. Yeah, like, that guy doesn't need all this. Yeah, like so many people, they're like, oh, I do this and this and this and this and this. I look at their diet and I'm like, if you can't absorb, like you're like a 210-pound guy. This is just a normal amount of food. If you can't digest this, you have something wrong with you. You know, I don't know. That's how I feel. You're uh, broken. So only, the, if you need enzymes, you're will, broken. The only thing I will add is I put it on my list of supplements I suggest to clients, but I tell them, if you're digesting food, fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Right. right. If we have any issue with the food I've got you on, these will definitely help you. And I have some clients that notice a huge difference on them. And some, even when I put them in, they're like, nothing. I'm like, well, then don't buy them anymore. Like, yeah. 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 It's fine. kind of like, There's definitely people is that they, Tylenol they overrated? On. You know, if you have a headache, yeah. no, it's underrated. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During that time. So, yeah, that, that's what it is. Because I do think you're right, Ron, that there is a, a a bunch of things that people are just like, what do I need to start? And I'm like, yeah, Costco membership, <laughs> bottle of test. Cover it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <of> test. <laughs> Gonna need some 23 ones to be honest with you. Some 23 um, ones, some 20 ones. <laughs> you know, you're going to need some three CC cases. That was the best advice I've heard swabs. on this show. <laughs> best yeah. advice I've heard. Of, what do I need to start? A Costco membership and a bottle of test. <laughs> Welcome to bodybuilding, son. <laughs> really? Come on now. You give me a guy with decent genetics, and then you give another guy a guy with decent genetics, and you have him start with all the vitamins and the supplements and the massage, and then my guy gets a Costco membership and a bottle of test. Who's going to make more gains? I'm, Who's gonna I'm make putting more my gains? money on Ron's guy. Yeah. 50 pounds first year. Oh, man. Okay, last oh, but not okay. least, dubstep. Over. Oh, God. Raccoons fucking in garbage cans. <laughs> Victoria says Don't robots having sex. One. Don't even bleep that one. I want that. Yeah, that one's got to stay in. We could demonetize in. for that sentence. Yeah. Victoria says robots having sex. Robots yeah. having sex. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's Blame. definitely it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I love dubstep, but if I were to. If I were to like hang out with people that would loved dubstep, I wouldn't be having a love good it time. as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like now dubstep, I really I like love the, the music. Like <laughs> I love the music, but the whole culture around it is just. Ugh. I just feel like when it's my thing and it's just me, I'm good with it. But when right. it's like part of a bigger picture, I'm not as good with it. So yeah. okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I could take this way off, so I'm just gonna stop and not speak. No more yeah. words. You know, you know how I am. I, 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 I generally, I try to appreciate everything. I try to appreciate music generally. Like you know, I love music, and yeah. I love all different types of music. And people, people have this misconception that I listen to metal. Like people think I'm a metalhead. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not a metalhead. Like, I don't really like any. I don't really like any new metal. Like, yeah. almost none of it. You know, um, so I listen to all sorts of stuff. Like, like the other day, for like the last two days of my truck, I'm listening to the Talking Heads. Okay. Huh. Like you know, burning down the house. Yeah. You know, Psycho Killer. You know, oh, that's such like a good song too. Great yeah. songs. What a great! They essentially started the new wave movement out of they New really York did. in the late in the seventies. You know, they were they were a really unique band, and I I love their catalog. So I've been listening to the Talking Heads lately, just on my own time. But the the thing with with electronic music is is I just I can't get past that there's no one physically playing instruments. 
And I, I don't know if that's just because I see music as such a physical thing. Like it was always part of my, my motivation and part of like, I don't know. There's just something like about seeing a guy like sweating. Well, he's like, I was watching old, all these old Stevie Ray Vaughan clips on Instagram the other day of him playing guitar, you know, and he's just dripping in sweat and his cowboy hat's dripping and his shirt's soaked and it's stuck to him. And he's just wailing on his guitar. His fingers are moving so fast. There's sweat dripping off his fingers. And I'm just like, man, that, that's just like, that's what I need. I need that. I need to know that that's happening for the music to be created. So the, the, the kind of the pushing a button and like, oh, I have a beat in my head. I'm going to create it. Bup, 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 slide this, press. It's oh, very wow, that different. sounds great. It's, it's, it's just something that, and I don't want to say like it's shit or anything. Cause I know I don't like, I love that people love that music. You know, um, Emily loves house music. Disco house is her favorite genre. She can dance to disco house all the day. And, and I actually don't mind when she puts it on because there's bass lines in it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I can see a guy playing bass standing in a studio, just funky as shit. Just this funky <laughs> disco bass line. And I'm like, oh, I don't mind this. But for the most part, I need someone to like make the music. There has to be like a struggle in the music. And I don't know why, but that's just how I am. Yeah. I get that. I get that. That makes sense. It's where you're connected to music, too. I loved yeah. music growing up. Like, as a kid, I absolutely loved music. In fact, I would say that at a certain point, like, if you didn't like good music, we couldn't be friends. Like, I could not understand you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if there was a certain point in my life that, like, if you didn't like good music, and you're like, oh, I listen to Top 40, I'd be like, oh, okay, weirdo. You know, like, I really yeah. couldn't connect to those people. And after I got clean, like a lot of what I loved about music, like I just stopped. And for a long time, I was like, oh, shit, this is uncomfortable and weird. And I would occasionally listen to like the music I used to listen to. And, and I would listen to like hard rock when I train just because it like gets you up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'd listen to it for that purpose. But like I'd never just like sit in my car and listen to music. I'd listen to a podcast or somebody talking or something, radio show. But right. then when I discovered dubstep, to me, it was something different. And I, 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 there was something about it that I connected to. Not all dubstep, because there's all sorts of it. The stuff I like is like yeah, real. Like, it splintered into other subgenres, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the stuff I yeah. like is like really like grimy, nasty, dirty stuff that's like, it's, it's exceptionally ugly and very like avant-garde. Like it'd be really hard to access if you weren't into it. You know what I mean? And I, me I appreciate that. I'll, I'll find you something. Send I'll send something to you. But and sometimes, sometimes it takes a description like that for me to like. Okay, I want to hear this now. You know? Yeah. 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 I want to see the dirty net. I just, I was just listening out of my head. I'm like, what are we talking about? I'm into those things yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. It's not music. <laughs> um, but in a different way, Dusty. <laughs> You know. And then for real though, I, then all of a sudden I was like, oh man, this like completely like got me into music again. And I yeah. still only would listen to it when I'm training, but otherwise if I were listening to it, like driving down the street, I might like, I don't know, break the law. You know what I mean? Like in a Look real too, bad yeah, way, yeah. Like, two times the speed yeah. limit kind of way. <laughs> so yeah, but it's, yeah, it, it, it definitely like woke my music tastes back up. So yeah, well, that's cool. But, and I, I I also don't expect anybody to like it. Like, I also get how weird it is. So I'm like, yeah. you don't like it? No, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scott, I, I like some there's music a connection like to um, your old life and music? Yeah, that you don't, yeah. That you disconnected with? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, 
that those things were happening at the same time. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that resonated with me was really self-destructive, you know, right. like That's early I mean. on being like Nirvana and then later being like very, you know, self-deprecating, like, you know, indie rock, you know, things that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you, if you remember back in like the late nineties, I was out in Seattle for a little while and I got the t-shirt from Sub Pop and the front of the shirt said loser. You know, like that's, I literally said at one point in my life, I said, I never gotten a tattoo, but if I were to get one, I would get one on the back of my neck that said born to lose. Like that's literally the way I felt. And so when I got clean, like all of that changed and I like those things, you know, those things I connected with didn't make sense to me anymore. Like I, it, you know, so it just, it was a different place. I, I sort of relate in a way, like I remember liking certain bands because i was dating a girl and that was kind of our bands and then we broke up yes and when 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 i tried to put that album on again i was like i don't really want to listen to this anymore like i I still love this band and you know i might try their next album down the road if they do another one but Mm -hmm. but for now i just i just don't i just don't want to hear i mean you know i just don't want to listen to this anymore for a while and i just had to like put it away and not really listen to those albums for a while and so i i, I know that's a different situation but it, i understand but identical the feeling. Yeah, yeah it's like exactly yeah. like that yeah yeah whereas like when you th- say nirvana and like that sort of stuff i have nothing but a positive attachment to it yeah like my yeah. high school experience driving around with my friends in high school and learning to play guitar and like my first song ever i learned was about a girl by nirvana right yeah so I got this all this positive attachment to it so it's 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 interesting you know but i guess mm-hmm. i mean that's i mean there's a lot of listeners that probably relate to what you just said man yeah yeah sure. that's you all know? we got guys that's all we had on questions we, finished you know, we ended we ended on like a really like actual philosophical <laughs> topic you know i like that that was pretty good it was pretty, we did really? all right boys for episode 200 you tell us how we did episode yeah. 200. We don't even have a sign or anything. Scott can put some balloons. We're yeah. like, yeah. ah. Like, <laughs> you know, when you, type, when you type happy birthday on iMessage now and you send it, some balloons go, Ooh. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we can, you can pepper the episode with graphics if you like. <laughs> I'm going to have to spend uh, all my time editing out the vulgarity, though. By the time I'm done with that, my, my fingers will be sore. And Except you got to leave the one. The yeah. You have to leave we'll the leave one. Yeah. I, I think they're lightening up a little, a little. Right. So we're, I think they're we giving us a little leeway. Time. Yeah. I it's like, you know, when, pulling through. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when the kids act up a lot, they got to yep. cut down for a little while. I think know? that's what it is. Yeah. They're handing yeah. out detentions. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or yeah, Google's okay. just not getting their money and they're like, you guys got to yeah. start monetizing more yeah. stuff, more shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're busy. We're busy with, we're busy shooting down UFOs now. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We're just busy distracting you guys with other things. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for 200 episodes, and thanks to you guys for 200 episodes. Um, you know, I, I, I can't believe we've done 200. I mean, d- to be fair, and it, I'm not saying it has to anything fair. to do with weed, but I don't remember almost any of them. <laughs> I, I did miss some of them. I was missed a few. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you weren't even here of, for all. I'm not even here for all 200. To Besties, be honest, I'm a, Besties I'm on like episode 196. Yeah, <laughs> 190. Yeah. So, you know, I took a break. It's okay. 
Oh, I'm not going to be here next week. Anybody who's still watching this, um, go to Elite FTS, go to their Table Talk podcast on Monday. I'm going to be hanging out with Dave Tate and down at Elite. He invited me out to come on his podcast. So you guys tune in. That way we have like at least a couple listeners live. You know what I'm saying? So that way I don't look completely dumb, you know? I would love to. So we're not doing a show next Monday then is what you're saying? Yes. I got a week off. Yeah, I got a... We can figure something out. We talk. If you want to say... All right. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'll be doing that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Can you do us a favor? Me? Who's you? Yeah. Yeah. Me? What's that? Can All you right. can you see if Dave Tate ever wants to come on this show? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. Dave on. I mean, I could message him myself. I'm not an invalid, but you're yeah. actually going to go hang out with them. And then yeah, you yeah. can get the eye to eye contact where you can guilt him into saying yes. Whereas on an Instagram message, he might be able to like delay answering for a few days, mm-hmm. seem busy, that sort of thing. Yeah, do it right before you start his, or right when you're done. You're like, or well, during it. Spent- during it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot, Dave, but we really want you over at it. <laughs> well, and then this you got to go like this, right? Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right, Ron. Get them to say yes, right? You're yeah, it's, right a, it's the upsell. I learned that as a bartender, right? Someone yeah. says they want to, they want a rum and coke. You go double Bacardi Coke. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? double Bacardi Coke. Not. Yeah, I don't even I'll drink, but I'll take that. Fourteen dollars, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a good tip, everyone. We hope that the last 200 episodes, do you think they've, what do you think the number one lesson they've learned? I don't know. They should tell us. Is? What's the number one you thing that us. you guys have learned on our What podcast? has this show been good for? I don't know if we wanted to dig too deep on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Don't, don't go too deep. I need you back next week. Um, Just drive the drive to work. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. What's this good? Better what's this show good for? The drive gas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuaz podcast didn't it. come out yet. Yeah. Fuaz podcast didn't come out yet. There it is. <laughs> Ouch. The truth. Okay. Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Iammutant.com. Discount code BigRon20 or Dusty20. Right, get twenty percent yes. off. Actually, with Dusty's, you get twenty-one percent off Ooh. every time. And uh, wow! And and uh, also remember the Patreon. Yes, um, thank you guys. You know, yeah, you know, Scott does a lot of work on this channel. Um, thousands of hours of podcasts logged, and awesome. uh, like I said, you know, five a five spot, a toonie, a tenor. Yeah. Whatever you want to throw at us. It's like a Make-A-Wish the Foundation. Every I enjoy time this. he has to clean up Ron's mouth. <laughs> yeah. A dollar, a dollar for every episode. $7 per episode. Yes. <laughs> That's doing pretty good. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to become more aware of my verbiage. You're doing Scott, good. So You're doing good. You probably Here's what I, I bet. You probably... Are you noticing it in everyday life? No. No. Where you? No. Okay. I, I, that's what I wondered. Me I was either. like, I, I can only do it during this hour. Okay. I was wondering if, yeah. if it was something yeah. that would carry through. Where you're like, no. Oh, okay. Zero so I, carry through. No okay. lessons learned at all. <laughs> it's, it's the exact same behavior. Scott, I scream. That was a long episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Like I said, I don't even remember the 200 episodes we've done. Like I don't remember any lessons learned on them. I have no takeaway at all, Scott. So None. I hope okay. they stay tuned to this end part because this is all really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, five minute crew. 
Yes. Leave your questions. The last five minute crew. Remember the YouTube questions get priority. The Patreon questions get priority. So hit us up. Get some good ones in. We love the uh, overrated, underrated. I like the yeah. personalized ones. That was good. That was good. So, was nice. um, okay. Thanks, guys. Next time you see us will be episode 201. Yes. Which we've already recorded, which Ooh. is a weird sort of <laughs> blowing minds. Blowing minds. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. All right. Cool. I yeah, guess. so great. Next that week. That was a good. I think today was good. It was good. It was. I'm fired. Today. It was fun. I had fun. That's all that matters. Me too. Going watching. Okay. <laughs> Next week, yeah, I am going to be. I'm going to be. I have to leave Sunday to record on Monday. If you guys wanted to do something live on Wednesday, I could do that. Or I could put out episode 201 next Wednesday. We could do either of those two things. I'm good with that. Ah, I'm good. Let's stay on. Let's stay on course. I don't have anything booked for the 22nd. Yep, I'm good for Wednesday. Okay, which is cool. Live, live episode. I'll put 10 a.m. Excellent. Cool. Okay. All Thanks. Right. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank See you. Ya. Bye. Bye.